everybody. This is going to be a very much shorter video, I'm sure, because I am just trying to spread awareness more. I mean, it's probably everywhere about the Summer Wells case, a little five-year-old girl that went missing this year, June 15th, 2021, from Harkins County, Tennessee. Like I said, she's only five, and there's been no traces of this little girl. If you see her, or you have any tips that aren't like gossip or rumors, social media, then yes, contact the proper authorities in the Harkins County area. She's a strong little girl, but no little girl is strong enough to be snatched away from their family and taken somewhere. So if that is what happened to her, we must be vigilant. There may still be a chance to save her life. She has blonde hair and blue eyes, which for a lot of children of doctors is in high demand, I suppose. It could have been a case of human trafficking. These people, they will track their target and they will wait for the unexpected timing and that's when they will act. Is When they get that moment or minute or two alone and they see her in the yard alone, you never know, maybe someone did snatch her up and run down the hill with her. And there is a blind spot going up to the house, like a walking trail of some sort. So the parents, Candace and Dawn, theorized that someone came up the hill and awaited the opportunity. And that afternoon, June 15th, the theory is because her brother has claimed she was in the basement, but this basement leads to the outside, so it's not a very low basement. So the brothers told their mom she was in the basement playing with her toys, but she wasn't. So did she wander outside? Is that when the predator acted? It must have been, because according to Candace Bly, Summerwells' mom, she was only gone a couple minutes. So, Summer and her family, her three brothers, her mom and her dad, they are on social media quite often, and they're going to attract a lot more people, I suppose, positive, negative. People are going to know about you. So the theory is somebody online seeing Summer maybe thought they might have an opportunity to catch the family off guard. I mean, there is four kids. Um, they just maybe felt like they could get that one opportunity when Summer's alone while they're distracted with the boys or something. While the parents are distracted with the boys, I mean. Most... Little kids are sweet, but Summerwells did really seem like a sweet little girl with a lot of character. She seemed very spunky and uh, 
it's really hard to talk about a missing child because in my heart I I don't want them to be missing and I wish I didn't have these type of stories to report on but the sad thing is she's not the only child missing today but she is one of them and if we could help find her just by keeping our eyes and ears open well that's our duty as the older people to look out for the younger who can't defend themselves and the older people as well who can't defend themselves and just anybody in general with maybe a mental disorder a physical disorder a life disorder <laughs> we need to recognize and we need to be more empathetic and try to understand other people and not just be so quick to judge like a lot of people are judging Candace Bly and the family. I just don't see them doing it and I really hope they had nothing to do with it. So earlier that day, Candace and Summer and the grandma Candace's mom and Summer Wilde's grandma lived uh, right across the way from where they were staying. I think this might have been a temporary home maybe in Harkins County. I don't know. Maybe they do live there. I thought it was maybe just a vacation spot, but the grandma lives right across the way from there. So Candace takes Summer, leaves the three boys at home, goes and picks up a neighboring 15-year-old boy to bring him along. Apparently he asked to go for the ride and the grandma. So I think in Candace Bly's original story, I don't think there is a mention of the 15-year-old boy. I'm not too sure. But she doesn't mention the lake to which they all went to. She claims to have gone to the ER and then back home and planting flowers. And then that's when Summer went in the house. But when the authorities spoke to this neighboring 15-year-old boy, he did say that he went along for the ride and they went to the lake that day. Whether they went to the ER, I'm not sure, but I think they most likely maybe went there quick and then the lake because I'm sure the police would have confirmed this with the ER staff people at the hospital. So at the lake there are some photos taken by Candace I believe of you know Summer there's actually a video of Summer swimming and just pictures of them standing together and well, Candace is sitting and Summer standing beside her, and yeah, so they have time to pose for pictures and go swimming, but despite all this, Candace Bly claims they were only there for about 15-20 minutes. It seems like they were probably there at least half an hour, but maybe they were super quick with snapping their pictures and going for a little 10 minute swim. The 15-year-old boy apparently allegedly said that Summer Wells was under the water for approximately one minute long, and 
Allegedly, Candace Bly denies that Summer was underwater and she was above the water the whole time. Now, in the car, I have also seen a clip of the grandma. I think it's the grandma anyways, because they were mentioning this is how we know that the grandma was in the car. So, I'm assuming it was the grandma's voice. She was asking... If Summerwells' arm was still up, it seems like a very bizarre question. And then Candace responds, no. And the grandma said something like, oh, I was just, that's what I was trying to check. I'm not sure who took this video, whether it was the 15-year-old boy or not, but in it, Candace is driving, and it seems like a two-second video. I could only assume that the 15-year-old boy took it with his phone. His phone has been confiscated as well. So allegedly as well, the boy, his parents are split up. So he has his dad's side and his mom's side. And allegedly, apparently from what I have heard, the mom is not cooperating. The 15-year-old boy's mom, he's not, she's not cooperating apparently with the investigation her side and his dad is cooperating the dad's side is cooperating with the investigation and summer wells's family her mom and her dad and everybody there has been super cooperative with the investigation as well so it's really the one party the 15 year old boy's mom's side that is not being 100% forthcoming, apparently. So there are pictures of Summer Wells being propped up in the back seat of the car by milk cartons. She's just slouched over with her seatbelt on. It does look like she could be passed out. Other people are questioning whether she was responsive when she went into the vehicle, because I think according to the 15-year-old she had to be carried into the car, even though she was five and could walk. So after their little splash around, they decide to go home, first dropping the 15-year-old off at his neighboring home. And then Candace returning to hers, and the grandma's, who was like right across the yard or whatever, they're very close together the houses of the grandma and the Wells family. So Summer and her mom go to her grandma's to plant some flowers. And this is what they did for a few minutes. And then Summer wanted to go back in their home to see her brothers. And this is all by the mom's account, Candace Bly. So Candace says she walked Summer to the porch and watched her go inside and, you know, basically seen her go where her brothers were watching TV in the living room through YouTube or something, a fire stick or whatever. And so Candace goes back, planting flowers a couple more minutes, and then goes back to the house. Apparently it's only been a couple minutes, according to to Candace's timeline. She goes back to her home, 
sees her boys and asks them, where's Summer? Oh, Mom, she's in the basement, they say, like playing with her toys. And like I said, this is a basement that leads to the outside. At least I think I mentioned that. So it's not a very low basement. There is a door to the outside yard, I believe. Backyard, perhaps. Either way, it leads outside. And so she calls Summer a couple times down the basement stairs. Summer, Summer. But there is no response. So she makes her way to the basement, realizes that Summer is not down there, goes outside, starts searching the yard frantically. When she's not in the yard, she's starting to realize that something's wrong because Summer would not wander off alone. She's probably being warned about bears in the area and whatnot. And we have to keep in mind she's only five. Even if she did decide to wander off, there's really only so far she can get. So let's... Whether she went right in her yard, or I don't think somebody would have been able to enter the basement that quickly and get her... But she is only five, so it's not, like, hard to outpower a five-year-old. But what I'm thinking is, can Summer would have been loud if she was getting grabbed or scream or freak out. So that's why I think the if there was a per- perpetrator involved who just came out of nowhere... I don't think he would have been able to enter the basement without more commotion, but, um, yeah, so there's no evidence of a break-in as well, or of an abduction, and they're not ruling anything out, they're not ruling out foul, foul play, but they're not ruling it as an abduction either, the authorities don't have much to go on, I think they might be keeping a couple things in secret at the moment, but from what we can tell, there's not much to go on. They are in search for a red Toyota truck that was in the area that the neighbors are not familiar with in this area. It was seen on surveillance video, I believe, and the police just want to talk to this person, and they're not, like, they don't think this person is a suspect. They're stressing that they might be a witness. Um, Candace Bly was saying, why doesn't this person come forward if they have nothing to do with it? So now it does look like there might be a red Toyota truck involved in this abduction, or they could be a potential witness. The police are more thinking that they could have seen something, and they're saying that this person is not a suspect. So it's, um... If the abduction theory is what happened to Summer, which I'm more leaning towards, because honestly, usually if the family is involved, they probably would have found more clues by now. So maybe Summer went to her yard for a minute, you know, she's quite rambunctious and she could have gotten bored playing with her toys and it's a nice day, it's summer. So she goes outside, let's say, and maybe someone was kind of hiding, lurking around 
the bushes in the blind spot area and seeing her alone and looked around real quick, seeing that nobody was attending, watching over her for that brief amount of time and took that that window of opportunity and grabbed her or lured her away somehow, but I think they would have to come grab her and run down the hill like Summer's parents said on their interview with a news reporter. Or it's possible that Summer wasn't trying to wander away. Maybe she just went kind of where the person was hiding. Maybe she was just walking down the path a little bit. Or maybe she was just around that area where it was just easy for them to just grab her and not have to even run up and grab her, but she was just kind of wandering closer to them, and that's when they grabbed her. These are just theories. Nobody really knows at this point what happened to Summer, but her parents are scared that someone's hurting her, and they're pleading that you just let her go, and not you, but (laughs) the person who took her they want them to please just let her go and have mercy on summer and on them because they are all so devastated the boys summer's three older brothers because summer was the baby of the family Uh, the brothers they wake up crying for their sister every morning now i think at first the dad said they weren't taking it as hard as them but after a couple of weeks, it probably has sunk in. Uh, like, where's our sister, you know? And the mom and the dad kind of said that Summer kept everybody in line, you know? She kept the boys in line, parents in line. She was like a lot of little girls where she just wanted to be like a princess and she would get her dad to twirl her tirelessly until his arm was super tired and she would love to twirl she would love to run her dad said like she would keep up with the bikes and stuff by running beside them when her brothers were running the bikes she's a runner and she likes to play she's a very outdoorsy girl she loves to be outdoors and her dad said in the interview how he's scared that someone has her locked away in a basement away from the outside because she's just such a loving heart and spirit and soul and she really just wants to be outside and he's scared that she doesn't have any companion she doesn't have a puppy or anything he's just really scared that someone's hurting her her and um sorry a mosquito just flew like in my ears like being all annoying um So I got a little distracted there for a second. I don't know if you could tell, but... So anyways, he's just really worried that someone's hurting her, has her locked up somewhere, is hurting her. Like, that's what we're all afraid of. And we're all just hoping she's still alive. But the dad said that he is beginning... Like, he loses hope sometimes, and he doesn't want to, but... He knows the likely... He knows the statistics, and he. I think he's trying to brace himself 
for the worst news, perhaps. I think maybe both the parents are, but of course everybody wants her to be found alive, and I am praying that if she did get taken, you know, I'm just, I want her to be found alive, so I'll just say a quick prayer on here, quick for Summer Wells. Dear Heavenly Father, please God help Summer Wells to be found safe and alive and help her to be returned back to her family in Harkins County, Tennessee. We thank you, God, and we thank you for all of our blessings. And please, God, keep our guardian angels around us always and our loved ones, too. And help this little girl to come home safe and sound and alive. Her family and her deserve that. Amen. So, we need to be praying for her if you are a praying person, a pray warrior, whatever. And we need to keep our spirits up or our hopes up. There's a chance she can be found alive. There has been no evidence of foul, foul play, but there must have been something that happened to her because no one just drops off the face of the earth, falls into a black hole. I mean, there has been stories of that, but let's hope that didn't happen because that's super scary. Oh, so, like, she just vanished like a glitch in the Matrix, basically. So... We could only assume that because the family's on social media a lot, maybe there is a predator stalking them. And it might not have even been a predator. It could have been a neighbor stalking them. You know, who knows? But they have searched that area tirelessly, and they are going to continue to search until Summer Wells is found. I believe they have broadened the search and have most likely involved the FBI. I didn't actually clarify that, but I would assume the FBI is involved at this point. So my only concern is, well not my only concern, but why didn't Candace mention the lake? Why did she not mention the lake at first? I don't know whatever. Maybe she didn't think it was important to the story. Now, also in these interviews, the family is referring to Summer in a bit of a past tense, but they claim that that's because they don't know if she's still alive and their emotions are very mixed, and sometimes they will say the wrong things because their hopes are dwindling. It's been over two weeks, and she disappeared five days before Father's Day, devastating and it doesn't matter when someone goes missing especially a child it's always sh shocking devastating upsetting it makes people angry and people want answers and everyone wants to know where she is and we want to hopefully find her alive of course every time the news people update the case it's the same thing pretty much nothing has been found they're broadening the searches. We're going to continue to search until Summer Wells is found. So, I believe that's all on this case for now. I wanted to touch quickly on 
the Tristan Bailey case that happened on Mother's Day. A young 13-year-old girl was murdered by a classmate, a 14-year-old boy who lived in her neighborhood, who I assume she thought was her friend, and I believe they had plans to meet up early Mother's Day because she snuck out of her bedroom window in the early hours, like around 1 a.m., and she... It's shown on surveillance video, like, meeting up with the 14-year-old boy and then walking down the sidewalk together to, like, the little wooded area by their neighborhood. And these are, like, really nice neighborhoods where they all have, like, little meeting spots in the neighborhood where they can all hang out. And it's just a very friendly atmosphere to live in. So the boy and his mom had only lived there for about six months before he decided to take Tristan Bailey's life. He stabbed her multiple times, and allegedly he was going around the school before this, discussing how he wanted to murder or stab someone to death. After he stabs Tristan Bailey to death, he is seen on surveillance video walking back towards his home, uh, I think he's carrying his bloody shoes. I, I can't really remember, but he's not with Tristan anymore, and he seems to be bloody. I think they can tell from the cameras. So these must have been pretty good cameras. They confiscated the cameras that were in the boys' home. They actually had cameras set up inside the home as well. And they seen the mom trying to scrub out the bloody clothes of her sons in the kitchen seat, in the kitchen sink, I believe it was. And so she has also been arrested and is facing charges. So the boy is getting sentenced as an adult. And I just can't remember his name right now, but <laughs> yeah, so and the mom is being charged up as well. And we're not sure the full extent of her involvement, but it seems like she was just trying to cover her son's tracks. And some people are like, yeah, she's a mom. Moms will do anything to protect their sons. And I'm just, all I have to say to that is, okay, whatever, because not all moms would do that, but she must have done something wrong raising her son regardless because he's a little psychopath. A little sick in the head. Needs a good kick in the nuts if you ask me. So Tristan Bailey's mom woke up on Mother's Day and, you know, Tristan wasn't coming out of bed as usual. So she kind of went to her room and noticed that Tristan wasn't in her room. And later that day, they discovered that she was murdered. So that's a fucking horrid Mother's Day. And I don't know if she'll ever be able to celebrate it again, at least not the same. That'll always be a a dreading, just a dreaded day. So now they are living in a constant nightmare, and Tristan Bailey was a cheerleader. She was beautiful. She was very kind. Everyone that knew her had nothing but kind words to say about her, and she actually proved to her mom 
that she wanted to be a cheerleader. Her mom kind of said no at first, probably because it's a very dangerous sport. But Tristan started teaching herself, like, cheerleader moves, and she would show her mom, and it, her mom was very impressed, so she decided to go ahead and let Tristan um, follow her dream. And Tristan wanted to carry on being a cheerleader all the way up in college, and she was very beautiful and athletic, and I'm sure she would have gone far and done great things and had a lot of fun with it. Unfortunately, someone who was probably below her in, in potential and achieving great things in life, you know, he decided to take her life away. So this is the type of world we live in where children are killing children and who knows what's happening to little kids, getting abducted left, right, and center. There's human trafficking everywhere. It's something that just makes you want to, like, scream out, go crazy, start smashing shit. But all we can do is be aware of our surroundings, right? Have protection around us, whether that's weapons, home security, whatever. I suggest having as many protective sources as you can. I know when I was younger, I used to walk the streets alone at night a lot because of working and things like that. See, I moved out of my home when I was 15, so I've had a lot of life experience, I suppose, compared to a lot of people my age. I've done a lot of shit. I've held my own. I've stood on my own two feet when, you know, I wasn't sure if I could, and I've gotten through it despite Suicidal thoughts. Yes, I um, suffered with that for a bit when I was a young teenager. I was a little bit depressed. Um, I don't know. I can't explain how someone gets to that point. But when you have lack of family support and stuff like I did, it's a lot easier. So I kind of just trailed off there. But my point is, if you're walking alone at night, Please be cautious. There's been times where, like one time I left my friend's home at like 2 in the morning like an idiot because, you know, I went there to do laundry, but then for some reason, some fucking reason, the devil was talking in my ear like, time to go home, bitch. So <laughs> I grabbed my garbage bag of laundry because that's what I had it in. And at this point, I had my own apartment set up by, like, the government. I was 16, living by myself in a one-bedroom. So I only lived about five, ten minutes away from my friend's house, walking distance. So the, the corner turn to where my apartment was, there was a store right there. Like, right where you turn, there's a Happy Days. And this is in Vernon, British Columbia. And so there was this white van parked in the ha Happy Days parking lot, you know, it's just a very small type of parking lot, just right in front of the store type of thing. He pulled up, and I can see this kind of, not too tall, but not very average, you know, a bit shorter of a guy, I guess, for, for the height of men, I suppose. He was a little bit shorter and a little um, below average in height, and he was quite stocky. A little overweight and he was standing outside of his white fucking creep van and 
I can hear women inside the van. His door was open, the front door. And they must have been on drugs or something. They were, like, laughing in the back seat, making noise. There was definitely more than one. And my intuition was screaming at me, like, don't fucking turn down that road, bitch. You need to keep going straight. So I just, I walked across the road calmly as if that was the way I was supposed to go instead of turning. And he was watching me and I was looking back at him, making sure he wasn't going to try to like run at me or whatever. But as soon as I crossed the street and he couldn't see me past the tree line, I started fucking running because my aunt's house was just a couple minutes down the street, just a couple fucking houses down. So I ran and I hid behind the bush in front of my aunt's house because I didn't want to go wake her up at like whatever time. And honestly, I could have just hid behind any fucking bush, whatever, but I felt safer being in front of my aunt's house. So I can hear, like, as soon as I start running and shit, like, he's getting in his fucking van, and he is driving down the road where I just walked to, and I can see him behind the bush fucking driving past, and it's dark out, right? So he actually drove by a couple of times, and I think he was trying to fucking abduct me. Like, obviously, he was trying to fucking grab me. He sees this young girl, probably way hotter than the bitches, in his van. And he's like, ooh, fresh meat. Like, I don't know. So he, you know. And in Vernon, B.C., me and my friend were also followed by multiple cars. Like, these cars just kept pulling up to us. And they were all, like, different cars, different guys. And they were all like, do you need a ride? And it was, like, happening like in sequence we were just trying to walk to like a party or something but we were kind of just walking around too and yeah these guys just kept pulling up asking if we needed a ride but anyways that night that I was hiding behind a bush I seen my opportunity when he drove past the other way like where I kind of ran to in that direction and so I ran home after that. I just ran as fast as I could back to my apartment. As soon as I believed that he was out of sight, you know, and I made it home safely that night, thank God. There was another instance. Uh, I was like a year older. I was like 17, I believe, and... This is in Calgary, Alberta. Woo! I was born in Calgary. <laughs> so I was doing stupid shit. Okay, let's just be honest. I was doing some stupid shit. I was hanging out with this boyfriend of mine who was a complete asshole, to be honest. But um, he basically... I don't know why, guys. I wasn't big on being experimental with drugs when I was younger, but, um, I did shrooms, shrooms this night, which is, um, a type of mushroom that makes you kind of, like, hallucinate or whatever, but, yeah, so I did that with, um, I think I did it while my boyfriend was still there, and a couple other people that he knew, but I didn't really know. And so he ends up going back to his house and just kind of leaves me with these people, this group that I don't really know. And they take me back to, like, their house where the party's at. 
And there's a bunch of people in this dark little basement suite or whatever it was. And I was on shrooms, so I was freaking out, kind of. Like, I just didn't want to be there with all these people I didn't know. Even though it seemed safe, nobody was really bugging me. I just decided, like, again, early hours in the morning, it was time to leave. So, I didn't really even know where I was, but I just started kind of wandering and finding my way back to my boyfriend's place where he was living at the time with his parents and his sisters. So, that's why I kind of had to leave because I wasn't supposed to be there that night. And, you know, there was this red car that started following me and I knew they were following me and stalking me and I started running and... At this point, I did recognize the street I was on, and there was a place I used to live at with some roommates, but with my boyfriend, but me and him moved out because, you know, there was like a, an argument between us and the other roommates that were living in this place, and I knew if I went to them, they would probably kick my ass, so, but regardless... I fucking used to live there, so I felt safe. I knew the people who live there, right? So I'm running. And when I see my old place, I go fucking through the fence in the yard, you know, as if I live there. And I remember pressing myself against the wall and watching this car pull up to where I just went into the house yard, but... I assume they thought I was in the house because I don't think they could see me like I was leaning against the wall and I think it was dark enough where they couldn't really see me and I could see them just idling their car they're just pulled up where right where I turned in and they were waiting for me to reemerge they were sitting there for quite a while and my adrenaline was just racing. My heart was racing. I could feel like I was in danger and I was being hunted down like fucking prey. And on the inside of the house, I can hear my roommates just fucking partying. My old roommates just fucking partying and shit. And, um, I don't know. It could have been 50-50. I could have went down there. I could have got my ass kicked. Or they could have welcomed me into party. It was just, it could have been 50-50, but... Um, I definitely would have felt better, you know, if I had to get my ass kicked than go out there and face the danger. So I was willing to risk being seen by my old roommates that had beef with me at that point. Mostly because they didn't like my boyfriend. That's mostly the reason, but I would defend him. And, like, when the girls would get all snarky with him, I would defend him. So that kind of got the girls not liking me. And the guy that lived there didn't like him, so... Yeah. Depending on who you date, sometimes people will like you more or less. <laughs> so this car did finally drive off. Thank fucking God. But they were waiting for me for quite a while. A few good minutes went by, and I was just pressed up against the side of the house. Um... We kind of rented, like, my roommates had the basement suite and someone else had the top suite. Same with at my aunt's house. She was renting the basement suite and someone else had the top suite. So it, it was one of those situations. But when they drove off, I think I waited a few minutes. 
They were probably like, shit, we were so close to snatching a bitch. That's probably what they were thinking. Sick fucks, you know? And I truly believe I escaped abduction a couple times in my life. So, at least so. I, I leave the property where I was just hiding at, and after the car drives away and stuff, and I wait a few minutes. So I'm too scared at this point to take the lit roads of the city of Calgary, and I decide to cut through this big kind of baseball, football field with a playground. I think it must have been a school right there. I'm not sure, but either way, there was a playground and a field. I think that was all that was there, to be honest. And it was a big field, and it was pitch fucking black, and I just remember I would rather go through the dark fucking field where no one could see me than walk these lit streets and someone driving by and trying to abduct me again. So that's what I did. I jolted through this dark-ass field, and I was just scared, to be honest, that there was more creepers in the dark field or at the playground or... You know, sometimes people like to hang out in these type of places at night. I mean, it's a city. You just don't know what to expect, okay? So I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, there could be fucking people here. Like, so just run through it as fast as you can, because if there is and they see you, they might try to fuck with you, right? So I ran through as fast as I can. To my knowledge, there wasn't anybody there. And after the field, my boyfriend's house is only a couple homes down. So, yeah, I made it there. And I know I say thank God a lot, but it's like by the grace of God. I mean, I do feel like my guardian angels have been there for me a few times in my life. So all the time in my life. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I get there and I somehow wake him up without really waking up everybody in the house I don't know if I was just knock. I think I was just knocking at the front door and whew, or I could have went to his window but like I said I was on shrooms you guys and I didn't do shrooms a lot I don't really I didn't like them but I think I've only done them a handful of times in my young dumbass youth and yeah so I stuck to my marijuana so he wakes up, he lets me in the house, we go to his room, whatever, we're getting ready to go sleep. But then his stupid-ass stepdad comes in and he starts yelling at me. It's like, dude, can't you just fucking, like, lay off and let me go to sleep? Like, And I just kind of told him off back. <laughs> and then, yeah, my ex's sister was like, I was so proud of you for sticking up for yourself. It was pretty funny. And then my grandma picked me up the next day, so. Yeah. Can never be too careful walking the streets, boy or girl, even in the daytime. But nighttime, it is far more, the danger is heightened. You know, there's not as many people around. Everybody's kind of asleep. And um, a lot more dumbass people are roaming the streets. Also taking city buses and transit, you have to be careful. 
I mean, everywhere, even in the country, you have to be careful. I can't stress to you guys enough. You have to be careful, okay? Don't trust any stupid vehicles. Don't trust anybody. If you get a bad feeling, do what I did and fucking run for it, okay? Don't go down to where your house is. If there's a white van right there parked with a fat-ass guy and some fucking bitches in the back being all sloppy, you know, you need to follow your instincts, and I haven't always followed my instincts, but when it fucking counted the most, I did. So, yeah. Whew. And I wanted to just mention real quick that I hope Chris Watts had a very shitty time for Father's Day in prison like he deserves. Peace of she. And again, Summer Wells. She was only five. Much easier for a predator to snatch her up without her knowledge and not even see him coming. You know, see, I was raised like there could be someone behind a bush. There could be this. There could be that. So I was more cautious than your average biatch. But regardless, children, even if they're told several times, like, to be careful. Like, my mom would always say, stay with your brothers, and I would always kind of linger behind sometimes, take off on my own. I have memories of in Ontario walking through this field, and then in one part of the field there was lots of, like, trees, like a dense type of tree area, and I was only about, I don't know, 10 or something, 11, and I remember thinking to myself, this could be fucking dangerous, <laughs> you know, like, um, this is probably not a good idea, you know, walking through here by myself. There could be a weirdo lurking around and just snatch me up, but regardless, I continued on my mission, whatever I was up to that day, and I made it, but I do have that memory of walking through these trees in Ontario and thinking, I really shouldn't be walking here alone. I told you guys about that other story in one of my other episodes where I was walking home with my brothers and I went my own way and got lost and ended up finding my way home eventually. And, you know, it was scary. So I've had a, definitely a couple scary um, experiences, but nothing to really... Um, nothing too terrible. I made it out alive in one piece. Will the authorities find Summer Wells? Will this search end up going on for years? I truly hope not. She's a beautiful, bright little girl, and if someone took her, it was for their own selfish pleasure. And they're probably not intending to do anything good-natured. But we can only hope that she is found alive and safe. I need everyone to be keeping their spirits high for this little girl. And we need to keep her in her in our thoughts and 
if you do pray, we need to pray for this little girl and for all the other children in this world that are suffering because there are many who are enslaved right now in slavery in all sorts of forms, whether that's child labor, um, sexual type of exploitation. Um, there's a lot of people suffering in this world that we're not aware of and we need to pray for them and the good people who are in jail or prison, locked up, wrongly accused, we need to pray for them as well. And, you know, for people being in jail for years for little charges like marijuana and stuff like that, we should pray for them too. Because now marijuana is pretty much legal everywhere and it's a bunch of BS to be locking people up for a herb that maybe they smoked or sold a couple bucks worth of, like, I mean, go after the real criminals, guys. What do you guys think? Do you think Summer Wells' family was involved? I don't even like to say that. I'm going, I'm going to say no, that I don't think they did anything to their little girl. So that would leave the abduction theory. And that's very scary. What do you guys think happened to Summer Wells? Do you think she'll be found safe and sound? Was it a neighbor lurking around? Did the 15-year-old boy have something to do with it? An accomplice? Who knows? But I'm going to be keeping close attention on this case, and if there are any updates, I'll be sure to let you know. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day.